Welcome to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. Uh, this week, I am joined by Steve Pitcairn. He is the CEO of Clear Vision Business Services, and uh, he's a man about town. I see him all over the place. But Steve, uh, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here. So, Steve, let's let's start with who Steve is. You know, we'll we'll get to the the business part in a little bit. So, so if you were to introduce yourself without the business component, <laughs> father. Somebody who enjoys life, loves traveling, uh, likes to chill out on weekends. Um, unfortunately, I do like to read books, both fiction and nonfiction. Okay. Okay. Um, but life is life is fun, and I'm about to be a grandfather very soon. Oh, congratulations! Well, thank you. Um, so, uh, how many children do you have? Three kids. Oldest is 32. Youngest is 20. Okay, gotcha. So, um, and then you like to so so what book are you reading right now? Um. Lenza County, um, the, um, oh God, I just finished Getting Naked and I'm started the... Oh, just to be clear, <laughs> that's a book title. <laughs> <laughs> Not X-rated. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then I'm starting the, um, oh, it's Incredible Executive. It's another book he wrote. Gotcha. And uh, both of them are real good. Lenza County is a phenomenal mm-hmm. author. And do most of your reading revolve around the professional world or do you also just read for... Kicks and giggles. Um, I have a habit for every fiction book, I uh-huh. read one business book. That's a good balance. <laughs> I, I have a similar balance. I read, uh, I don't read fiction, and my wife just thinks that's super weird. Uh, but I rotate between um, business, biographical, and uh, and then uh, faith based. Ah, so excellent. I cycle bet- try to keep between the three to keep me kind of balanced. And, and you feel guilty if you skip one. Yeah, absolutely, because <laughs> they all provide value. And, they uh, definitely and, do. And I just want to have value provided. That's all that I'm, I'm trying to get out of books. I'm very utilitarian in my book reading. But um, And then you said you like to travel. Oh, yes. So where what's, what's, been, what's some of the best travel you've done, maybe recently? or Over the last two years, we've been to Europe twice. And one was to Prague and Munich, which was phenomenal. Um, it's it's amazing. They look at a building that's fifteen hundred years old and it's old but not ancient. Yeah. <laughs> you get to the U.S., something two hundred years old would be decrepit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but the history and just you, you go back to the history and just trying to understand the cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Munich. And that they, they had these beer halls that you'd go out. We went out on a Sunday night, and there were 6,000 people sitting at picnic b- tables just talking to each other. Yeah. No oompa band. <laughs> no band, no sporting event. <laughs> no. It was just everybody. And people would go from table to table. And it's just so, it's a different culture. Mm. Um, last year, we, we uh, the whole family, I took all my kids and my son-in-law, and we went to uh, Greece and Italy. And it just, it's a different environment. Mm-hmm. It's just, you sit there and I'm in awe. You know, we went to the Vatican that Peter is buried there. Mm. You know, it's not like Madonna who has one name. This is one of the original one name people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what kind of, do you know what sparked the love of travel? Well, I've always liked to go places and mm-hmm. see different things. Um, it was, what, 30th anniversary, my wife and I finally decided to go to Europe. Mm. And once we went once, it's just been like, whenever we can go back, we want to try again, yeah. just to see a different culture. That's that's super neat. Um, where are you from, Steve, speaking of travel? Uh, all over. Yeah. Um, 
What a, easiest way to say it is we moved nine times in 12 years in my career. Okay. And just so you know, my prior history, I managed large department stores. Okay. Whether you're, you call it Macy's, Goldsmith's, Lazarus, Riches, you name it. It was predominantly federated department stores for over 20 years. Sorry, federated? Federated department stores was Macy's before they took the Macy's label. Oh, okay. Um, it used to be in each area of the country, it was a different label, uh-huh. a different brand. And in the 90s, they merged them. Like Memphis was Goldsmiths. Atlanta was Riches, Cincinnati, oh. Ohio, and Ohio area was Lazarus, and they merged them into Goldsmiths, Riches, Lazarus. Then eventually... That's a they, name. That was a name at one yeah. point. And yes, we had name tags with all those names on it. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and so, but where are you from originally? Originally from Harrison, Arkansas, probably okay. is the place I would say home was. Yeah. Where, now what part of the... Northwest corner. Okay, up. so the really pretty part. Right by Dog Patch, you bet. So right by Dog Patch. <laughs> now, see, I thought West Tennessee had ridiculous town names, but Dog Patch. No, Dog Patch was an amusement park. Oh, that uh, sounds really sketchy. In the ni- oh, Little Abner. It's it's 30 minutes south of Branson. As okay. you can kind of figure out, Branson grew up and Dog Patch died. Yeah. I think it's a nudist colony right now. Oh, well... <laughs> Some things just keep coming up in this conversation. Um, and so, uh, and then, and so, how did you end up? Was it was it the stores that got you to Jackson? Or yeah, ap- actually, yes. Um, I actually uh, graduated from University of Arkansas, went mm-hmm. to Dallas, and that I was in an executive training program at a company called Sanger Harris, which became Foley's. Um, after that, I just went from area to area. Um, a lot of times promoted. I basically went in when a store was broken. Mm. Um, as you can see, I'm very quiet. So, you know, <laughs> when I went in, I brought I was brought in to live and get morale right. Uh-huh. In other words, to fix things. Yeah. I'd get bored and I'd move on to the next opportunity, which was great. I always had fun, new things to tinker with. Um, but boy, we moved a lot there yeah. for a while. That can be tiresome on a family. Oh, yeah. And we moved to uh, Memphis about 20 years ago as my daughter was getting into middle school because we knew we had to get to somewhere where she we wouldn't move again while she was in high school. Yeah. And it was interesting. I actually had an opportunity when she graduated and my before my son was starting high school to move to Jackson. So we went ahead and made the move at that time. And you've been here ever since? Yeah, it's about, what, 13, 14 years. That's awesome. So. And like it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. When I decided to get out of retail, I mean, after 25 years, I was getting burned to a crisp. The nights, the weekends. That's a lot longer than most people make it in retail, I think. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that too. Uh, I I laughed about it. There was over 100 in our training class when I graduated college. And after three years, there were less than 10 of us. Um, But that was just the nature of the business. But no, I had a great time in retail. Don't regret it at all. But I hit a point where I said, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? What do I really enjoy? And it's development. It's uh, people development, team development. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing about retail is one day you're working in cosmetics, the next day in apparel, the next day in home. So you're used to dealing with different areas and problem yeah. solving different areas. So this was natural for me to be able to go, and I may be working with a dentist in the morning, 
uh, a manufacturer in the, okay. during the middle of the day and then finish up that day with a, a retail store. Yeah. But that's what what I enjoy. Yeah, I, I feel similarly. I know way too much about pet cremation <laughs> because, because one of my clients is a pet crematory and, and I just love to learn all about their business. And just we just we just started talking when you got in here, and we fortunately we had a podcast recorder. We probably would have just talked about business for the rest <laughs> of the day. Um, and where'd you go to school? University of Arkansas. That's right. And then so your I'm, name is on one of the bricks. Oh, you bet. No, on the sidewalk. Yep. You bet. And so is my son. He went to Arkansas. Oh, okay. So we so. laugh about it. And my, of course, my wife. We weren't married then, so her maiden name's there. So yeah, they won't update that for you. No, they don't. Okay. <laughs> well, let's head into our first break, and we'll come back and talk about the business side of sure. Steve. And so, between the Tennessee and Mississippi rivers, this is our Jackson. Steve Pitcairn. He is the CEO of Clear Vision Business Services. So Steve, um, so how did you uh, get from retail to deciding to being a business coach? I had been looking for about six months what did I want to do next. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, a friend of mine up in uh, Ohio had talked to a franchise and had called me about advice. And while he didn't take that franchise, I had kept the link to do research on my on my computer and I clicked on the link and um, it sounded interesting it was a business coaching franchise and I actually sent in an interest form and it was funny because I never heard a response for about 30 45 days on isn't that amazing You're like I want to give you money but you won't talk to me <laughs> you got it well and what had happened is it was an old link they had changed <laughs> websites and all that they never took down their old website mm -hmm. So anyways, this guy calls me and says, oh my God, I'd love to talk to you. And, you know, and, and they, uh, it was a pretty long process, but I felt really good about it because it was everything from personality testing, all different kinds of educational background, knowledge of business. And they were looking at me as hard as I was looking at them. Mm. And over the two to three months, it just seemed like, hey, this is a natural and I, I actually visited some people and really got to see how they impacted not only the businesses but the lives of the owners. Um, and then I went ahead and took the plunge in October knowing that I was going to miss Christmas in retail, which was an experience in itself. Yeah. But now we went through training. Training was two weeks just from 6.30 in the morning to about 9 o'clock at night. It was like boot camp. Mm. But it was phenomenal, and, and once you get started, you meet people, and you really can see how you can help people in different ways. Yeah, uh, and so, so this started as a franchise. Yes, actually it did. For five years, it was a franchise. It was Action Coach, and at the end of the five years, I chose not to renew the franchise, mm -hmm. and I went independent at that time. That's that's fascinating. Um, franchising is just a, such an interesting business uh, world, but... Um, so what is a business coach? Do you ever use a whistle? Like You bet. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, the coach part means accountability. Mm -hmm. um, as a coach, I'm there A, to train, B, to brainstorm and help them think through how it applies to them. 
But the third part is the accountability mm -hmm. versus a consultant. A consultant's going to go in and say, Kevin, this is what you need to do to grow your business and say, have a great life. Yeah. Coach gives you smaller pieces, but meets with you every two weeks to hold you accountable mm -hmm. that you're going to be successful. Um, a consultant's going to give you a plan that if it doesn't work for you, they're not there to help you fix it. That coach helps you tweak it to make it work mm -hmm. for your business. Um, and because of that, we see remarkable results. Um, average return on my investment is six to eight times what they pay in my fees. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny, uh, at first when you're brand new, um, you, you keep clients six to 12 months. Now I'm keeping them three to five years. Wow. And that's the fun because you see the businesses mature. Absolutely. Um, I was really blessed. Two of the top five fastest growing businesses in Memphis were clients of mine last year. So things like that you see and you get kind of celebrate. So you're, so you're not just in Jackson? Oh, absolutely not. Two to three days a week I'm in Memphis with full schedules. Mm. Um, primarily I love Jackson. Jackson is a home base, and I, at any given time, I usually have a day to two days worth of clients here. But uh, Memphis, just because of the size, there yeah. is such a demand. Well, there's yeah, you got the scale there. So, well, a scale of businesses are maybe Correct. a little bit larger in Memphis, or at least a little bit any larger. But so, what kind of people? Who do you work with? Like, what's that? The prototypical is somebody who's been in business anywhere from three to ten years. Mm -hmm they've worked hard and their business is based on how hard they've worked mm -hmm. and they're at a point where if they want to see exceptional growth they need to develop they don't need to work harder mm -hmm. i think a phrase you used earlier they need to be working on their business mm -hmm. and what a coach does is he's bringing or she's bringing them away from the business and saying what do you need to do to grow your business it could be financial literacy and, and an understanding of how cash flow works. It could be something along the line, do we have the culture we want? I'm a big believer if you have the right culture, disciplinary issues and hiring go so much issue, mm -hmm. easier because you know who you want to have work for you. Yeah. If they believe in attention to detail, you can find that in an interviewing process. Other areas, um, Finance, marketing, oh lordy. And, and a lot of times I'll bring a area specific consultant in. For example, it would not be surprising that if I was working with somebody on a marketing, their action plan may be to bring someone like you in, Kevin, yeah. to say what is the design components that would we need to add to their business to grow. Mm -hmm. And I laugh about it. People say, well, are you a specialist? No, I'm more of a generalist mm -hmm. because I know there are people out there that can do things much better than I can do. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to be more savings on that client to be able to find the right person and execute it. Yeah. Otherwise, what happens is a lot of times they may not even know who to call and not ever get the results. Yeah, and then knowing to call someone and then actually calling them are two it. very different things. Well, and you've heard that as well as I have probably over the years. Somebody will call you and say, hey, I need to meet with you. Yeah. And two months later, you're still chasing them for an inter or, you know, for that uh, time with them. Yeah, and, and you're like, I would like to help you, but <laughs> you won't call me back. 
So absolutely, um, and that may be because I've offended them greatly, or you know, or they're just too busy. Know, they're too busy. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, just in the short time I've met you, and times we've we've talked over the last year. I can assure you, you haven't offended them. <laughs> they just haven't prioritized you the yeah. way they need to. Yeah, which offends me. So. <laughs> um, well, you can be offended. Yeah, I can be offended. <laughs> um, so, what, uh, what, what, if you, what would be your number one piece of advice that you give? What do you think is the number one piece of advice that you end up giving out to people? Probably my favorite is hire slowly, fire quickly. Mm. In other words, you make or break your business by the quality of people that you hire. Yeah. And if you want to grow your business, you've got to have the right people. And right people does not mean the first priority is who can I get for minimum wage. Mm. It's worth the investment to get the right person because as you double, triple your business, you want that person still to be the right person. Mm. All right. Well, that's what a business coach is, so I think everybody probably just learned something. Um, well, let's head into the second break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about uh, what, uh, what you see coming for Jackson. So, from our front porch to yours, this is our Jackson Home. might be the hardest question I've asked you all day, but what's your favorite place to eat in Jackson? Uh, I've got two. Picasso's mm -hmm. for the pizza and the fish, and Old Town Spaghetti because I love pasta. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, those are good answers. So so other than those two things, what are you excited about in Jackson right now? Oh, I just see it continuing to grow. It continues to evolve in many different ways. The growth out north is phenomenal, and I honestly think the south is going to start to re-engage with more growth. I, I've always heard that the south will rise again. So. Yeah, it's going to. <laughs> Confederate flag and all, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but what, are, what do you see some opportunities for Jackson? Well, in terms of business growth, there's a very loyal customer here. Mm -hmm. um, not only that, is we truly have a regional pull in Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, it was funny in my previous life when I was at Goldsmiths here, people from Dyersburg, Union City, it was amazing how many people would come in on the weekends to shop and, and do business, whether it was food, shopping, even medical care here. So I think we're really blessed that we're that regional spot. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to make sure our businesses are attuned to that. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody can just say I'm focused just on Jackson. You know, even from a marketing standpoint, yeah. there's amazing the businesses in Henderson, Milan, Medina, uh, Humboldt. I mean, and oh God, I can't forget Lexington. Yeah. I think for the whole 10 years I've been in business, eight of them I've had clients in Lexington because it is such a great opportunity mm -hmm. over there. Yeah. What are some challenges you see for Jackson? Crime. Mm. Um, you know, the... the this is going to be timely and it's going to sound like it's aged when this plays, yeah. but we just had another shooting at the mall. Yeah. Yes. And, no. 
Saturday? Saturday, So a couple days ago, yeah. A couple days ago, and again, that's going to scare people to go to that mall. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a major real estate and commerce area there that if it ever closed, I think it would do um, some serious harm here because Mm -hmm. they would probably then move north, and I don't know what that would do to that area of town. Yeah. Um, I still think there is a good retail business here, and uh, hopefully it continues to be spread out throughout time but town but I do think number one would be crime and number two schools yeah so a uh, question you asked me before we came on air is what do I want to be when I grow up yeah so Steve what where are you headed what's what's <laughs> next for uh, clear vision 10 more years of coaching and then I'll probably cut back to two days a week and be semi-retired okay that's a really clear vision <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. You know, the great thing is I love what I'm doing. Yeah, It's something that uh, every morning I wake up and look forward to it. I've got a great diverse group of clients, so I'm not never stuck just with one industry or one area. Mm-hmm. And that's what's fun. It yeah. constantly is challenging. Absolutely. Well, Steve, um, I want, just want to say thank you for uh, helping to make Jackson a better place and oh, choosing to call it home. So that's it for this week's edition of Our Jackson Home Podcast. Uh, Today's podcast was hosted by me, Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co., visit their website at www.attheco.com. And to find out more about Our Jackson Home and to read about how amazing Jackson is, visit ourjacksonhome.com.